Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. We are back. I am back. We are back into the podcasting thing again. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Third Eye with Lorelai. This is season three. I am amazed at how far we've come so far. I am into my 60, God, what is it, 62nd, 63rd episode? I can't even, I can't even remember anymore. There's so many of them. <laughs> so, Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm just super stoked to be here right now and to be talking to you again. I've had a really amazing couple of weeks to travel and to talk to people and interview the most incredible empaths and light workers out there. And I get to share all of these incredible interviews with you over this season. And I'm super stoked about that. And I hope that you guys are too. Okay, so let's talk about some things that are going to be a little bit different this season. So the first thing is that um, since things have been getting a little bit more expansive and things have gotten a little bit more busy, I am going to be actually airing an episode every other Saturday. Now, granted, this is also because the podcast episodes are getting a lot longer. So instead of like, 20 to 30 minutes, you're seeing like upwards of an hour for each one. So I figured every other weekend would be totally fine. And so that's what I'm going to be doing going forward. And it gives me a little extra time to do some of the tarot work and some of the past life regression work that I've been doing. And um, also I've mentioned to you guys that I have a autistic child and she has just started back in school. So I'm very excited for that, but she also has additional therapies that she's gonna be doing. So that's been taking up a lot of time during the week for me. So it makes it a little bit challenging to get all the stuff done in and every single week. So this is the reason why I chose to do every other week instead of each week for the podcasting air date. So that's the first thing that you're going to notice. Also, that um, there is a lot more YouTube episodes that are going to be in this season. And I'm very excited to share that with you guys also, just because I really want to expand on a lot of the visual stuff for you guys, especially when it comes to sharing crystals. So that way you can showcase or I can showcase those things to you so you can see what the crystals are and what they look like. So if you want to buy some, you can actually see what they look like. Um, And then also having different episodes and interviews where you see the person that I'm interviewing. So that is the biggest thing. And also, did you guys totally love the new intro? (laughs) I was so, I think I listened to that intro about like a hundred times just because I loved it so much. So I hope that you guys really love it. Um, I spent some time on that and I was just like super over the moon. But anyway, Uh, One last thing, actually, before I forget, Um, I'll be taking some breaks throughout the episodes. um, So that way I can give some sponsorships the chance to um, uh, do their thing. Uh, which will be kind of like ads in a way, but it's not, it's, it's me. So it's not like a total disruption. So you'll still be hearing me anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'll be taking some breaks and it'll only be for about a minute or two, just so that you guys can hear from the sponsors and then we move forward. So those are pretty much it. That's all of the new things, all of them. I'm pretty sure anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Pretty sure I'm not missing anything. Hopefully I'm not. Um, anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know some of the changes that will be happening with this season. And I hope that you guys all love it. And um, I love you guys. So thank you so much for being with me from the very beginning. If some of you have been listening to this podcast from its inception, and you guys are just a huge part of my heart. And I love you all so, so much. I truly mean that with every part of me. So Okay, so let's start. Let's dive into this very first episode of the third season. And um, I found this crystal basically from my husband. My husband, Philip, found this and he was just, he fell in love with this crystal and I had no idea about it at all. So, of course, I'm featuring it today because, you know, I got a shout out to the bay, right? So, anyway, um, this is we're talking about golden healer and uh it's a type of quartz and uh it comes in colors of golden yellow oh also i'm getting this from the judy hall crystal bible book um so it comes in golden yellow it's coated and internally colored as a quartz so you see that you know the clear traditional clear quartz but it has the colorful inclusions so the appearance is usually golden yellow obviously Uh, It's pretty easily available, so it's not going to be super expensive. It's sourced out of Brazil, Arkansas, and the United States. Um, So carrying the divine essence of all that is and high concentrations of the universal life force, or chi, Golden Healer Quartz has an exceedingly high vibration that takes the master healing power of quartz to another level. Using this quartz raises your vibration to meet those of the crystal. It is a catalyst for profound spiritual activation and opens the Alta Major Chakra. We'll be getting into that a little bit later on in the episodes, the higher chakra or chakral um, levels uh, or higher chakra, major chakras. Golden Healer Quartz is incredibly active. The iron oxide in the stone amps up the power exponentially and creates a multi-dimensional energy grid around our planet. This quartz has the iron content within the crystal itself or between the layers of the quartz as well as a dusting or coating on the crystal. Accessing multi-dimensional interstellar healing power and bringing Christ consciousness down to the earth. It makes healing more potent on all levels. This is a wonderful tool to prepare the light body for an influx of cosmic energy that expands awareness. Using it helps you to walk in Christ consciousness on the earth so that your whole being helps the planet to ascend. Golden Healer Quartz carries natural bioscalar waves. Like what? Hold up there, Judy Hall. But what? Bio? Wait, bio bioscalar waves. Okay, hang on a second. Let me see if I can find this really quick for you guys. Cause um, I don't know what that is. Bio okay, bioscalar energy waves is a standing energy field created when two electromagnetic fields counteract each other, which directly influences tissue at the microscopic level, bringing about healing balance. Okay, thank God she defined that because um, what at what what is that? <laughs> but now we know, right? Okay, so let's use this in the sentence again since now we know what it is. Golden Healer Quartz carries natural bioscalar waves that heal at multi dimensions and intercellular intercellular levels. It purifies, aligns, and re-energizes the chakras and rapidly releases ancient emotional conditioning held in the solar plexus. The crystal harnesses the personal will held in the chakra with that of divine will held in the chakras above the crown so that the higher self becomes the guiding light rather than the ego. This stone facilitates making profound changes in your life with minimum fuss and effort. Place a large golden healer quartz under a healing couch or grid small ones, uh, yeah, or grid small ones at each corner to experience multidimensional cellular healing for the physical, subtle, and light bodies. You can dedicate your golden healer quartz to send peace and healing into our world. Now, um, I'm going to look up really quick because she said subtle 
comma, and then light bodies. And to me, those were kind of like the same things, but okay. So no, the subtle bodies are layers of the biomagnetic sheath, which to me is the aura. So please let me know if that is incorrect. That's just my definition of that. And then light bodies, she defines as doo -doo -doo, subtle energy body vibrating at a very high frequency, a vehicle for the spirit. Oh, interesting. Okay. Subtle energy body vibrating at a very high frequency. Okay, so this is just like your higher frequency, a vehicle for the spirit. Okay. Anyway, so that's what those are. Those are the, the differences between the subtle body and the light bodies. So for healing, Golden Healer Quartz is a master multi-purpose healer for all conditions. They restore the whole system to energetic wholeness and optimum functioning. To position correctly, you want to hold position, grid, or disperse gem essence around the aura as appropriate. Spraying with the gem essence daily helps to maintain optimum health. Okay, so in addition to just golden healer, there are additional stones, and here are some of the different ones. So there's a druzy golden healer. So a druzy coating overlaid on a golden healer quartz lifts off encrustations, attachments, implants, hooks, entities, mind control, mental conditioning, emotional patterning, and the like, and gently scours the soul so that it shines as brightly as it can be. If you want to let your inner light shine, work with a Druzy Golden Healer Quartz, one of the highest vibrational Golden Healer Quartzes of all. And then there's Golden Healer Phantom. This rare form of Golden Healer Quartz with pyramidal planes is excellent for breaking and de-energizing entrenched old patterns wherever they are held. It goes back to the karmic and etheric blueprints to heal the blockages of lifetimes. And finally, Gold and Silver Healers. Soothing iridescent gold and silver healers do an excellent job or an excellent deep repair work on the light body, biomagnetic field, and intercellular structures, and are extremely useful for crystal workers who need to replenish their own energy. Gold and silver healers gently dissolve ties and undo influence and remove entities, sending them to the light, even at a distance. Full of bioscalar waves, these healers are appropriate for beginners or those with particularly sensitive auras and biomagnetic fields. Not as incisive, ooh, I hope I'm saying this right, not as incisive as rainbow myonite blades, there is no danger the aura will disintegrate as these healers work slowly and carefully, repairing and reweaving the auric field. So I feel like there's more to be said and understood about the aura because first of all, I didn't know that you could disintegrate your aura. That's a little alarming. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't know that there was, you know, crystals that you could utilize to actually cut through your aura. So I suppose if you expand your mind a little bit, you could probably understand that, um, uh, at least for me anyway, because I didn't, I didn't even realize that. So, um, the other thing is, I think that's really interesting, um, that you can utilize these from a distance. So like, say for instance, you're sending healing energy to somebody who needs it. Like say if they have like some sort of a spiritual attachment, that type of healer, like in particular of what we were talking about was the gold and silver, um, healer crystal uh that would be really good when you're doing more of like spatial work so you know if you're doing some healing energy work for somebody that lives out of the country or even just somebody that lives in a different city it's a really good crystal to work with to send that energy if they're not directly in front of you so anyway that is golden healer so hopefully you love that i love it and so let's move right into the quote of the week so this is by uh, Heal Through Words by Roxana Jones. And she says, as we keep discovering our world, science blends with spirituality and accepts we must believe in order to see. And I really love that because a lot of times, you know, it it touches on the fantasy element of, of things, right? Because you hear a lot of that in like fantasy type of books and movies, like you have to believe in order to see. And, you know, sometimes that is actually the case because we get stuck in our own mindset and our own version of reality that we forget how incredibly powerful 
we can actually be because we're stuck in this form of three-dimensional reality and not expanding through what our potential could actually be. So believing that we can actually expand past that and push past the ceiling of our own reality into what we may be actually capable of. It is there that we can actually experience this seeing and what we can actually do. You understand what I mean by that, you guys? Am I making sense? Am I clear as mud? (laughs) Anyway, that is the quote of the week. So let's move into the topic. Now, um, this, I, you know, sometimes I've been moving into some topics that are more of just my brain kind of working. And it's like during the course of the day or whatever, or at night where I'm able to kind of slow down and and actually think about some stuff. And one of the things that I really wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about is the whole concept of finding yourself and learning your specific truth. Because there's a lot of people that are really trying to figure that out right now. They're trying to figure out why they operate the way that they do, why they get triggered the way that they do, and finding who they are authentically and living in that authentic version of themselves. And that is really challenging when we have a lot of social economic norms or uh, pressures or stigmas that come along with who we are, whether it is a cultural thing or whether it is a a racial thing or whether it is a gender thing or a, a sexual orientation thing, or it could just be where you're at and what you feel like you should be. And It's really just tapping into who you are on the inside and what your highest self is is telling you. This is who you are and this is your purpose in this life. And that that can be really challenging. It's a deep question and it's it's a deep finding, right? But it's necessary. It's necessary because we came to this place, this earth for a very specific reason. We haven't, we're not just kind of coasting through this life aimlessly even though it may feel like that, especially over 2020, you know, we are forced all inside and we're forced to kind of look at who we are as people and discover and really look into this mirror of who we are. And man, that that was a kind of a train wreck, if you ask me. But, you know, that's where we have to be. I kind of feel like 2020 was the tower card of the major arcana of tarot. <laughs> where everything kind of got broken down and the foundation got cracked and we had to really look at our life and figure out, is this what I want to be doing right now? Is this who I am? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? Am I am I happy and am I living my purpose? And for a lot of people that the answer was, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if this is it. So this is what I want to talk about today. And ask the question is, you know, what everyone is facing since the start of 2020 and, you know, your forced introspection, which is the hardest work in spirituality. Literally, it is it is the hardest thing to do to look at yourself from a very genuine and honest perspective, from a higher perspective, not just, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, hey, I look good today. It's like, no, you're looking at the deepest part of yourself and really looking at it from a perspective of love and of encouragement and of forgiveness. So it's, you know, forced light and shadow work. So now you have to look at yourself and your situation honestly and decide, is it working for you? Is your life <laughs> is your life sparking joy? Now, if any of you have watched that Marie Kondo uh, episodes, I think she was on Netflix for a long time where she made people who lived in basically kind of like these really odd conditions where, you know, a lot of them just had a lot of extra stuff. And so she came into their house and she made them go through all of their things. And she made them look at it and say, does this spark joy? And if it didn't, then they got rid of it. And if it did, they kept it. And so it was a very simple concept, but I think that transcends like actual physical objects in this situation. And that's why I wanted to bring it to the surface here. I wanted to talk about it because really 
you know, we have to look at what sparks joy in our life truly and completely and make those observations because if it's not sparking joy in your life, then why are you holding on to it? What is the purpose of it? You know, is it bringing you memories? Well, that's great, but is it or is it joyful memories? Is it making you feel a certain way? And it does it need to maintain space in your life? And if it doesn't, then why are you holding on to it? So, is your life sparking joy? Is it is there passion? Is there something in it that you're doing that is bringing you genuine happiness that that speaks to you from a deeper part of yourself? Are there things that you're doing that make you feel like you're filling your cup? Is it what you have always wanted or dreamed of? And what are things that are holding you back from doing those things? Now, I have to speak honestly to this because, you know, when I started this whole spiritual journey, that was a huge question that I asked myself, you know, am I doing things that really make me happy? And, you know, I I think that my the answer to that question is I, I don't I don't think I am. And so when I started to kind of go down this path and kind of, you know, play around with different things, I realized that talking and helping people and just talking about spirituality and, you know, using my tarot cards to help bring clarity and insight and speaking to spirit and being able to talk to loved ones was something that filled my cup in a, in a way that I could not, it was, it was indescribable how much joy it brought me. And so it is through the experimentation of spirituality and divination and different things for me that helped me to come to what makes me happy. And I mean, genuinely, the podcast is what fills my cup. So I hope that in some way you guys are getting a little bit out of that, you know what I mean? Just by listening to the podcast that's bringing you some kind of joy. Um, but what are the things that are holding you back? So for me, that was, you know, the things in life that told me, and usually it was myself that said, yeah, how are you going to do that though? Like, how, how are you going to make time for that? Like, are you really good enough? Are you really good enough to talk to people and, you know, help them through their spiritual journey? And, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was really the thing or not. I didn't know if I was going to be good enough or not, but it, it doesn't hurt to try. And that's really where you begin is by just trying it out and seeing how it goes and not, you know, lean into that part of you that thinks that you can't really do it, but lean into the part of you that's curious and wants to know, is this going to make me really happy? Let's try. Let's, let's give it a shot because you're not going to know until you know, right? So what are your perspectives on your life? What is your lens on your life and how can you shift it to make it into something that's more meaningful and purposeful and that makes you feel alive on the inside and makes you feel like, damn, this is good. I love this. Like simply not enough for me, like some of the, some of those things are, you know, when you have this idea in your head about how something should look or feel or sound that you're just like, ooh, this would be really cool. Like for instance, my my intro, I absolutely loved getting it to this really interesting new, like how it sounds. And so like, it made me so happy just to get it exactly how I wanted it to sound. And some of you might be like, it's okay, Lorelai, it's not that big of a deal. But for me, it was like, that made me so happy to be able to actually create and manifest this this thought in my head of how I wanted it to sound so it's it's funny like <laughs> it was a perspective that I was able to bring into manifestation even though you know it seems very simple but sometimes those simple things are what makes us the most happy you know so what what would your life look like if you changed your mind this one is very powerful because a lot of times people have a very hard time with changing their mind. Because it's, you know, when you have a very stringent perspective or a stringent thought process, it's very hard to say to yourself, but what if I thought like 
differently? What if I changed it to be something else? What if I allowed myself to think from the opposite perspective for a moment and see where that is coming from? You know, or what if I thought to myself, instead of saying, yeah, I don't have time to do any of that. I don't have time to go to the crystal shop and pick up a couple of crystals or even though it's like that part of you wants to do it. I I have too many things to do. Like I have a really busy job. It's hard for me to do all that. But then you still have that pull. But what if you what if you changed your mind just just for a day, just for 15 minutes, an hour and see what that feels like, what it would feel like to meditate for five minutes, you know, even if it's just before bedtime or five minutes when you wake up in the morning, you know, to change your mind is to change everything truly and completely. So what, what would your life look like if you did, if you actually changed your mind about some things? So finding yourself is about being 100% honest about what truly drives you in your lives. So I think I said your lives. <laughs> I mean, finding yourself is about being 100% honest about what truly drives you in your life. So what drives you? What is at the steering wheel for you? What are you what are you allowing to drive you in your life? And is it purposeful and meaningful? Is it something that makes you happy? Or does that thing need to take a back seat for a while so that you can sit behind the steering wheel, your higher self? and allow it to kind of take some different roads and different ways to where you need to be going. What are you passionate about? And this isn't like, oh, you know, I really like mountain biking or, you know what I mean? Maybe it could be that, I don't know. But what what is it that you're truly passionate about? Like what is like something that you can wake up every single day and say, I can't wait to do that today. You know, and allow that to shift from from time to time too, because sometimes it's not only one thing, sometimes it's a bunch of things and that's okay. Allow yourself to be open to it all. Allow yourself to be open to multiple passions. It doesn't have to be the one. You can have like 15, but what are they? What's one? What's five? You know what I mean? What What are they? And to identify them is to find more meaning and and. God, that passion, that spark in your life is something that people really need to embrace right now. It doesn't all have to be the, you know, the work and the career and, you know, the family, even though those things are wonderful and absolutely incredible things to be passionate about, but it's different. It's not just who you are. This involves, you know, multiple people. We're talking about the you the the part of you that is just your individuality and what makes you passionate what you are passionate about and what is this thing that sparks you lights you up and you can do every single day so allow yourself to see and feel whatever it is without judgment or control and that can be really hard too because we want to mold and shape how things need to be because this is how we want them to be right but Allow the universe the time to show you what this actually looks like for you. Because you could be like, I'm super, super passionate about, you know, art or whatever. So I'm going to do this art class and I'm only going to do that or whatever. And I'm going to draw exactly like this. And it's like, be open to all of the different types of art. Because what if you are like really good at sketching, but then you find, you know, uh, you know, painting or, or sculpture work. And it's like, oh my God, I had no idea how much I could be in love with this. So be open to every facet of it. You know what I mean? And don't be judgy about it. Like, don't be like, oh, well, I'm not going to make any money being an artist. Don't worry about that. Just be open to all of it. Don't judge it. Don't try to control how it looks. Just be open to all the different types of art or whatever it is for you. So in other words, don't try to change the picture or idea as it comes to mind. Allow it to be as grandiose, ridiculous, nonsensical, or irrational as it needs to be. Let it run. Let it be. Let this be where you find your truth. Because your best life is only going to be understood once you are living in 100% truth of yourself. So begin to ask yourself the hard questions. 
what truly makes you happy. Allow it to be one or many things. What makes you triggered into anger, frustration, sadness, or despair? Because, or, or what makes you anxious? Allow it to be one or many things. And why do these things or, or this one thing trigger you in this way? Because a lot of times if we understand our triggers and we understand what it is that makes us angry, then we can actually work into not becoming triggered and angry. Because if we find the source or what happened in our trauma, either it is in this current life or even a past life, and why we get so emotionally upset by certain things, we understand how to acknowledge it in a way that's very loving and meaningful to ourselves. And then we can move into even more depths of who we are. All right, everybody. So now we're going to take one of those breaks that I was talking to you guys about early on in the episode. So this will be probably about like a minute, minute and a half or so, and then we'll be right back on to the topic, you guys. So hang tight and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back from my break. So let's continue on. So was there an event in your life that happened that started that cascade of emotions in finding these triggers? Um, Does it get in the way of your progress? And that is huge because in order to find the thing that you're passionate about, you have to be able to get over the roadblocks of what triggers you and what makes you super inflated. So, um, Yeah, for me, (laughs) some of the things that get me triggered is a lot of stuff involving um, like dogmatic religion, Um, especially when, you know, people are, you know, they have these very stringent barriers. Now, granted, I try, I try my best to not put my own personal issues into other people's situations because my own situation is my own situation and theirs is theirs but it's hard I feel like a lot of people that can be really challenging and for me it's challenging because because of what happened with me and my experience with religion and dogma it puts a a damper on other people like you know my perspective you know, can can trigger me into not being open and receptive to others. And, you know, all I see are the barriers. So for me, you know, I it's hard for me to deal with suppression and harsh judgment by the dogma of organized religion and learning how to be compassionate and loving despite what has been done to me. You know, and the important lesson with this is learning and knowing your triggers and paying attention to when you begin to feel those emotions and begin to ask questions like, would speaking in my triggered state help create meaningful change? Or would it contribute to more conflict due to stringent opposing mindsets? And is it worth my sacred and life-giving breath? Now, I kind of changed that statement around because how many times have you heard, it's not even worth my breath. It's not even worth that. But if you think about your breath, your breathing, it is how you take in your environment and give yourself life. So if you are engaging in something that genuinely triggers you and you're allowing yourself to speak from that triggered space, is it worth the breath that you're taking in? Is it worth you taking in the emotion of, of, of the situation? And a lot of times the answer is no, because you could be doing so many other things that are bringing you joy and bringing you peace. And instead of sitting in a space of compassion, despite your triggered senses, and you're, you, you know that you're sitting in this place of like, Oh, this is the thing that makes me angry. And this is the thing that's, that's getting me upset. Instead of moving in that, you kind of take a higher perspective and take a couple of deep breaths in peace and say to yourself, I'm not going to allow this to run the show today. And I'm going to be peaceful and mindful that this isn't my experience. This is this person's experience. And really 
being in that triggered moment and speaking from that that place of anxiety or anger or frustration is not worth your your time and this sacred breath that you have but what is worth your breath and your time is the love and peace that you want to share with others is it the same with your joy and finding what inspires you how how do you incorporate this thing or these things into your life so that you find more fulfillment can you find a way to do this daily without getting overwhelmed Passion runs both ways. Indignance and inspiration drive us in very powerful ways. And asking questions like, why? What makes me this way? will help you understand more about what we are made of and why. Our purpose is better understood once we have become more intimately involved with why we are the way that we are. So, that, that is a very powerful question. Why am I the way that I am? And it's funny because a lot of times I'll say that in jest to be funny because, <laughs> you know, like I'll be doing something lame or whatever. And I'm like, this is <laughs> why am I the way that I am? But like <laughs> if we're genuinely coming from a place of like, why, why am I this way? Why am I? Why do I want to do all these different things? Or why am I? always dreaming about, you know, traveling, or why am I always dreaming about um, wanting to, you know, own a business or get a job in computers or wanting to join the military or, you know, there's a myriad of different things. But why is it that you are this way? And a lot of times, we have to look farther back. Um, it could be just into what happened in our childhood or what happened, you know, in our formative years to really shape and mold who we are today. And sometimes that can be very painful. That can be a hard question and um, introspection because a lot of us didn't grow up with a very peaceful childhood. And a lot of us grew up into situations that were very, very hard and painful and um, you know, and that's probably why we either are the way that we are today for good or bad. But actually looking at that and saying to ourselves, well, I have a lot of triggers or I have a lot of things that, you know, make me upset or I have a lot of drives towards, you know, um, altruism or wanting to help people because of how I grew up. And that's very, very powerful is being able to look back at why we grew up the way that we did or even even farther into even past lives if you've been able to do a regression and see that you've had painful traumas that have happened and which explain the reason why you have some of these phobias or fears or anxieties or frustrations or angers and you're able to look at that and be like okay that's that explains to me why I behave this way and then it becomes into this thing of, I want to give back and I want to give out and give and receive love in this way because I feel like this is going to really heal this space for me. Because it all kind of moves around how we heal and how we give and receive love genuinely. So looking at why we are the way that we are can really start to delve into that process of healing and figuring out what our purpose is and how we want to move forward in that purpose. And one way that can really help with that is writing it out. Some of you that's like, yep, I do that already. I have a dream journal. I journal all the time. It's really super helpful. And some of you are like, oh no, like what? <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't have time to like write it out. La la la. So maybe for you, it's speaking it out. Maybe for you, it's recording it. Maybe you don't have a whole lot of time. Maybe, you know, you own a business and you are constantly going and moving. And really the only time that's like a, a good space for you that's kind of meditative is either when you're exercising or when you're in your car. And sometimes it's just you need to, maybe you can just record it, like have like a little voice recorder on your phone or something and record out what is going on with you. So if you can't, if you don't have time to write it, record it. But either way, having a way to outlet 
what is happening with you. These ideas, this the emotions that you're feeling, but allow yourself that outlet to write it out or talk it out. All the things that are beautiful and sacred and all the things you feel need to be, or that may, that may be hidden away, you know, you want to actually reveal it to yourself because sometimes we hide it away and then we, we, you know, we forget about it. And so for some, for some of us, that is a desired effect, but it doesn't mean that it's gone. And genuinely, I'm speaking about, you know, things that are painful, but even the things that we find are wonderful that other people maybe tell us aren't worth our time. We hide those things away too. And to unearth those things and to take them out of the box that we've buried or, you know, however this looks for you and to take it out and look at it, even though it might be a little bit scary or sometimes it might be really exciting, especially if it's something that you haven't done in years that maybe you've had a, a, you know, a parent or a sibling or a friend tell you that's lame. Don't, don't do that. That's not worth your time but it's something that really is meaningful to you. That could be really exciting to come back to that thing that you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to try this out again. I wonder if it's still a thing. And what if it is? What if it is? And it's something that's going to bring you back to who you really are. You know, (laughs) be honest with yourself and look at these things and start asking, you know, why, why am I so triggered by this thing? Or why does this thing make me so happy? You know, or just 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 uncover it. Just start start begin the process of looking at it. And you know, allowing your guides and your ancestors to kind of help you process through it and move through it. We are incredibly complex and layered with so many explanations and stories and excuses. To know yourself better, you have to hear all the stories and excuses and find a way to acknowledge the whys to your emotions with love and compassion. So understanding why you are the way you are, you have to look at it from a place of compassion and not from a place of shame and guilt. Even though you know those things might be there, um, especially with the things that trigger you or Even those things that people told you aren't good enough, you know, don't look at it from that perspective of shame. Look at that from a perspective of opportunity, you know, Um, you have to hear all the things that your mind have gone through about these things to understand why you behave the way that you behave today. So grant yourself permission to be honest and then to sit in it for a moment to find clarity a new perspective. So it's it's so important for us to actually take time to be with ourselves and understand ourselves better in this way so that we can start living a very purpose-filled, meaningful life. Because we're not going to get through this life by living in our triggers and living in our frustrations and hiding away the things that other people have said were lame that aren't that aren't good enough to be present in our life but start to break through those barriers of of understanding and start to acknowledge new opportunity in the things that really make us happy and unearthing the things that we get upset about or the things that we hide away and really looking at it and finding compassion for ourselves about why we behave this way. A minor thing for me, well, it's minor-ish, I suppose, is, you know, I I can be very ungrounded in how I do things and I can be very unstructured. And one thing that really helps me is, you know, really planning, like genuinely sitting down hours beforehand and writing out how I want things to go, writing notes. I mean, you'll see... (laughs) You'll see in one of my my interviews that I have with um, with my friend Julie, you know, she was like, oh my God, look, you actually brought the notes this time. Like usually it's me that write out the notes. And it was funny, she pointed that out and I realized, oh my God, I actually am 
really grounding myself and preparing instead of just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants. I'm actually preparing and, you know, kind of how, how we like to say adulting. And <laughs> I'm adulting really, really good right now. Like this is happening. I'm actually living an adulty life and, you know, preparing the stuff that I need to talk about and making some structure and things and really making a fleshing out how this is supposed to be or at least how I would like it to look and allowing spirit and the universe to kind of take what I have you know kind of created in a way and running with it it's it's a way more beautiful more thought out uh you know perspective and um yeah I, I feel so much better having all the, the things written out and kind of having a, a schedule and things how things are going and I feel like oh I can actually get some stuff done and like in a meaningful time frame and that way I have more time for my family and more time for myself and getting to meditate and you know even just taking five ten minutes before bed every night no matter what time it is and focusing on my chakra bodies and you know sitting in it and sitting presently into what each one of those looks like and allowing it to be what it is gives me a more honest and truthful perspective on what's going on in those bodies um, makes me realize where I need healing and where I need work and what I'm doing well also, you know, makes it have, helps me to have a more clear picture into what's going on with me and on my life because I'm able to ground out and give myself more structure with things. So yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I know that's not like, for some of you that comes very, um, naturally for you and I applaud you with that but maybe some of you have a hard time connecting more with this dream aspect with your um with finding ways to really lean into your inspiration and your um uh you know really just daydreaming or finding your way to imagine and moving into your imagination that can be really challenging for you because maybe you are way too anchored to the ground and you have a lot of things that are weighing you down and to finding the lightness is like I don't even know how I'm supposed to do that I've got like 8,000 things going on and I can't I just can't get myself to look upwards you know to <laughs> you know what I mean that's the only thing I could think of is looking upwards and there's where your introspection needs to be. What is it that you need to let go of? What is it that you need to ground out for yourself that is just, it's keeping you way too close to the ground? You need to kind of allow yourself some lightness and brevity in things and keeping things a little more simple. And, you know, maybe sometimes not really knowing what's going to happen. It, you know, that can be that I know is can be very scary for some people. But sometimes, you know, it is in that where you find the most healing, where you allow yourself to not make a really rigid and stringent schedule, but just have some ideas, and then let the rest run with it, let it let it come as it needs to come. And sometimes that can be pretty scary. But it is also very, very necessary in order for you to find balance and find joy and peace in your life because you're allowing your rigid, stringent, stringent schedule to kind of relax a little bit and allow for some, you know, new and ins inspiring things to happen organically instead of how you need it to be this way. Otherwise, it's not enjoyable. And it's like, well, why don't you just relax and allow things to kind of come to you in a really natural and organic way? And that is when you create some more profound memories. And a lot of times for me, I will just, that's, I'm, I'm way too much in that perspective where I'll be like, I don't know, we're just going to go with it. And like, that makes my husband crazy. And I think it probably makes my sisters crazy too, because they're very grounded people. And so they're like, dude, you need, you need to have a little bit more structure than that. Can we just like make out a little bit of things that we want to do here? <laughs> like heaven help my poor children and having birthday parties. I'm like, Hey, can you guys do something tomorrow? And they're like, uh, 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 I, I've got crap to do Lorelai. What, what is happening? So anyway, 
sorry, I digress. <laughs> That's just me. And sometimes I can be very ungrounded, but I'm working on it. And I feel like I'm doing a really good job. And I feel like I'm moving into this new part of me that is structured and has some grounding, grounded perspective. And I'm really loving how it feels. It feels better to have that balance. You know, I'm not just flying by the seat of my pants all the time. I have this way of looking at things that I'm like, okay, I have this and this and this thing to do. If I can't get this done today, it's okay. I'm going to maybe do it tomorrow. You know, that sort of thing. So that I feel like it's not so, you know, crazy and like out of control with all the things that I feel like I need to get done, but I don't have any structure behind it. Anyway, I feel like I'm talking your guys' ear off now. (laughs) Okay, so that pretty much covers this week's episode, you guys, is figuring out your life purpose and, you know, what it is that makes you happy and what it is finding yourself and learning your truth about who you are is so essential in this work in this in this life and if it's just it could it's more than just spiritual work genuinely this is like a whole a whole body whole mind whole spiritual life health you know this this truth in and of itself is the the healing work that we need in order to live more meaningfully so anyway that that pretty much covers it you guys i hope you enjoyed this very first episode of the third season and i look forward to talking at you guys again uh not next week but the week after so anyway you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend and the rest of your following week i hope it's amazing and i hope you do some incredible things and finding yourself and your truth and uh looking up some new things and finding new ways to be happy and sparking joy and i love you guys so much don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast uh you can slide into my dms and ask me any question that you need about anything i'm here for you guys i love you guys And I can't wait to talk at you again in the following week in the next episode. But until then, love and light to you all. I'm going to rewind and go back to where we were. (laughs) And I just lost my total train of thought. (laughs) My my three-year-old came in and told me that her movie was over. So now I'm going to... We're going to make this happen. Okay, so anyway... I was just talking about, can I find a way to do this? Okay, so here we go. If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with a three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.